as I said, there's no better place than to be found in the house of God, you know. I was just reminiscing, uh, you know, for the last 68 years, I think, I've never, ever since I think I was about eight or nine years old, I've never, never celebrated New Year in the pubs or in the parties, always in the church. 68 years, every year without fail, you know. Because there's no better place than to be here. And God bless, you see, because we honour the Lord and we recognise and acknowledge that we need Him, God will always be there for us. Amen? Hallelujah. So I commend you and I thank you for being here and those of you on slide as well, uh, wherever you are, thank you so much for tuning in. Okay, uh, so let, let me share with you uh, the program for the night. Uh, so tonight, what I want to do is I want to share with you uh, something for just about half an hour or even less, all right? And then we have uh, two testimonies. The first one uh, at around 10, uh, around 10.50. And then after that, I will just give a very brief review of 2022 including a video which has been done very well by the Mac team. You will see the highlights of the year. And then we have another testimony, a short one, and then Pastor Lichu will take over the last half an hour as we commit ourselves, our family, and pray into the new year. Amen? And then after that, we do the countdown. Okay, so, so let me share with you uh, something which is part of the quadrilogy of sermons or messages that was started uh, sometime two weeks ago. You remember I shared with you a new beginning, right? A new beginning where we have uh, uh, certain things in our lives are very important, the power of choices, the power of identification. And when we make the right choice and identify correctly, the favour of God follows us, but overarching everything is still the power of love. So it's very important that all of us have a new beginning. And from the new beginning, over Christmas last week, I shared with us a, a gospel message entitled, God with us, because this is the baseline, right? It is not a new beginning, a new page, a new chapter, but God is always with us. So today, I'm going to share with you, if God is with us, then we have no fear. An unknown future, a known God. But what? God is this. What plans has he got for us? I got only one verse which I want to unpackage for you the whole night. And then in just less than 10 hours from now, the final installment, we got to move. Lah, huh? We're going to pray, pray, pray all the time. Lah, huh? So in 10 hours time, we're going to take new frontiers. So let me begin by sharing with you that in May this year, my wife and I, visited the British Museum to our shame, first time. We've been to UK so many times, you know, but we never took the trouble to visit the British Museum. So we visited the British Museum for the first time in May, and to our amazement, there was so much to see. And we went to a segment called the History of Maps, the Cartography Section. History of Maps. There's a map of 1525 of the known world at that time. And this is the map of 1525 of the known world 
And underneath the map is written by the cartographer in respect to the uncharted territories outside the known world. And he wrote this underneath the map. Here be giants. Here be fiery scorpions. Here be dragons. In other words, the unknown world is frightening. In the 1980s, Sir John Franklin, a well-known British explorer, saw this map. And then he took a pen, he scratched off these words, and he wrote instead these words. Here be God. The fact is, as we venture into the unknown and we don't know what's going to happen in the coming year, when we know that God is there, we are safe, understand? Corin Ten Boom said, and this is where I got the message, the title of my message. He says that never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. So I want to share with you today, in the third installment, even as we step into the unknown in a few hours' time, but be comforted, be encouraged, that as we put our hands in the hands of God, God will guide us, understand? God will lead us. How, in what way, pastor, in what way? So I'm going to share with you the whole night, and I want you to carry this verse with you for the rest of the year. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. I'm going to unpackage this verse to you in great detail, all right? In depth, in a way that many of you do not know, and I did not know it until I unpackaged this this way. So when I began to unpack, unpackage it verse by verse, sorry, phrase by phrase, sentence, word by word, it made so much sense to me. And so I'm going to spend the next 25 minutes doing that. So bear up with me. So let's, first of all, read this verse together because this is the verse I want you to take home with you and carry it with you for the rest of the 365 days. Not leap year. Is it leap year? Oh, 365 days next year. All right. So let's read it together first of all. All right. Jeremiah 29 verse 11, which is the anchor verse of the unknown future, the known God. All right, so are you ready? Everybody read this with me, both on site as online as well. Are you ready? Read loud. Huh? One, two, three. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. One more time, shall we? Let's read it one more time. You know, this is a very familiar verse. All right, so when I unpack, unpackage it to you, it makes a lot of sense at the end of the next 25 minutes. One more time, let's read. Are you ready? One, two, three. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Okay. First of all, the context is very important. 
When God spoke this verse to Israel, you must remember that they were in the midst of 70 years of captivity in Babylon. They were in a foreign land. They were taken away from everything that was familiar to them in a totally unfamiliar surroundings. They have lost their land. They have lost their properties. They have lost their home. They were in captivity for 70 years. And not only that, they were under God's judgment. Do you know the depths of disappointment, the depths of despair that they all sang to and they must be wondering. They didn't know 70 years, you see. How long? How long? I thought they would for the end. And in the midst of such an atmosphere of gloom and doom, God spoke. Do you know how comforting it must have been? Do you know how reassuring it must have been for the children of Israel in the midst of all of this gloom and doom, God spoke. I know the plans I have for you. So I'm going to make an application here. For many of you, many of us, for the last few years, it has not been easy. Maybe even the last 12 months. I just want to say this to you, that even as I share this verse with you, I want you now to take it to heart, understand, and make it yours. And believe me that in this quadrilogy of messages, a new beginning, God with us, unknown future, known God. It is God speaking to you. We have to believe that this is a new era. This is a new, a new, a new uh, a season for us. Itulah sesuatu uh, 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 era yang baru. Sesuatu fajar yang baru. Sesuatu subuh yang baru. It's a new dawn. A new dawn. Subuh yang baru. Penuh dengan harapan. Okay? So, so we must believe right, that this is a new era also for our nation. Do you believe that? Yeah. So, so in tandem with what is happening in our nation, God is at work in Malaysia. And we are all Malaysians. Don't you think so? Right? We are all Malaysians. And praise God for some people here. We are, we, are, we are so happy that you are here with us to join us for this service. You know, praise God for, for those of you who are not from Malaysia. We are so happy that we welcome you, you know, that you are here with us in this country to celebrate the coming year. But the key is this. In this new era, God is saying something to you and to, it is not the same again. Understand? So, so what is it that God wants to say to us in this verse? Let me unpackage it for you. Firstly, for God says, I know. Wow. I know. You think God don't know? Some of you think, yeah, God don't know, huh? Depends on what you're doing, right? You hope God don't know. But God knows. So it's either frightening or it's comforting. Depends on which, what you're doing. But for me, because I step into the unknown in a few hours' time, it's very reassuring to me that the Almighty God he knows. He knows. 
And the word know, as we all know that, and we have preached on it many times, is the word yada, which is a relational word. It implies an intimate knowing. It implies the ability in knowing for you to distinguish between what is good and what is evil and so that whatever is good is only given to you to filter out what is not good. And it also implies the gaining of moral insight and divine revelation. In other words, it is from the, directly from the throne room of God. So when God says, I know, I know. But pastor, you don't know. I don't know. Yeah, true, I don't know. But be reassured, God knows. You know, when, when, when you are sitting with somebody and you're counselling somebody, and you're telling that person, and that person has gone through the same thing as you had gone through, and when that counsellor tells you, I know. Isn't it assuring? I know. Because I have been there myself. So God is saying to you today, whatever that you're going through, I know. Not in a haphazard way, not in a way that uh, uh, is, a, is a something that is, is not uh, 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 unimportant. No. I know. I know what? The plans. The plans. The plans. Like you build a, a building. A, a, you must have a plan, right? You do anything, a business, you got a plan, business plan, right? You want a business plan. Anything you want a plan. You know, as SIBKL moves forward, you'll hear it for me in the next 10 hours. What is the plan? The direction, the strategy for SIBKL in this 2023. I will share with you the plans. The plans. And these plans, God knows. The plans. And the word plan is the word kazaf. Hebrew word kazaf. And it comes from the verb to think to count, to compute, to reckon. In other words, the plans that God has for you is not haphazard. He has computed it. He has reckoned it in detail. He has counted it for you in minute detail. You see, do you believe it? Oh no, pastor, all, 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 listen to me. Huh? I'm not sharing with you any verse, I'm not sharing, I'm sharing the word of God. Understand? And you hold on to God's word for dear life because you're stepping into the unknown. Here be dragons, here be fiery scorpions, but here be God. You have no fear because the plans, the kazaf, God has for you, He has already well thought through, carefully computed, and reckoned with in detail. I can safely say, specifically for you. You can say it's tailor-made for you. I'm wearing a new jacket. 
is given to me as a Christmas present. And this is where I want to do some commercials. And I like it. You know why? Because it's tailor-made for me. You know, the owner of this shop came to the office, measured me, you know, and then presented this to me for a Christmas present. And it's so jean, you know what I mean? It's so comfy. You know, I tell you, it, it, why? You know why? Because it fits me. It's tailor-made for me. And this is the person. And the name of that tailor is the Lord's tailor. <laughs> and if you want to make your suit, and this is where the commercial is, go there. 45 years of experience. This is Robert, the members of our church. This is Lily, that's his son. Passing down the generation that is in Bangsa Shopping Centre. You go and Google and see, uh, it's the premier place to make suits in Malaysia. Enough for commercials. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm very happy with this because it's, it fits me. It's tailor-made for me. So the plans that God has for you, believe it or not, is well-computed, very, very detailed plan for you, reckoned, counted, tailor-made for you. Plans for what? Come on, let's give God a clap offering. You believe it? You want to praise God? Let's give you a good clap offering. Amen? But then if I were you, and you, you were me, you could begin to ask, Pastor, plans are, Plans for what? Huh? I'm so glad you asked because the verse goes on to say three things. Plans, first of all, to prosper you. What? True, Pastor? I'm rich. No, that's not true. Not true. You won't be rich. If you know what it means, I share with you what prosperity means. Plans not only to prosper you, Plans not to harm you, no. And thirdly, to give you a hope and a future. Now listen to me very carefully. As we step into the unknown future with a known God, these are the three things God will do for you in the coming days and weeks and months. Number one, He has promised to prosper you. Sure or not, Pastor? Sure or not? I'll talk, talk only. I don't believe. I really don't believe. True or not? You know, it was Leighton Ford who says this. God is really God. He's not, really, he's not applying for a job. Whether you believe him or not, you believe God is still God. He's not asking you for an interview, you know. Correct or not? So whether you believe him or don't believe him, that's his promise to you. So God is really God. He's not asking for a job, you know. Because I hear some of you say, true or not? It's true. This is the word of God 
for you for 2023. Plans to prosper you. But what is prosperity? No, it's not money. It comes from the word, I was shocked when I saw this. It is shalom. I said, what? The KJV actually got the translation right. He will give you peace. That's prosperity. It's the shalom. No, we end every time, right? The Lord's prayer. And, and He will turn His countenance towards you and give you what? Shalom. You know, when a Jew greets another Jew, what do they say? Shalom. But this is now God saying to you, in 2023, as we move into the unknown, God says, I know the computed, calculated, tailor-made plans for you, which is different from the other person. And these are plans to give you shalom. But what is shalom? Shalom is a completeness in safety. It is soundness in health. It is the total wholeness of our being. It is every comprehensively you are well. Not rich. Uh, you can be rich but sick or fall. You can be very, very prosperous in human terms but you have no peace. What for? Right? No. Thought of all these carnal things that we think about. No, God says, I give you prosperity. Shalom will be your portion. Wow. You know, when I saw this, I, I, I began to understand that there is, there is more to, to life than, than just making money. Look, I, I was so happy when I, I, was, I was standing outside in a lobby for some time, greeting people, shaking people's hands. And one of the things I tell people, is so wonderful, I see families here. I see families. Don't you think it's more important that you have peace in your home? There's love, there's joy. There's forgiveness. Don't you think so? These are the things that are encapsulated and come that are, that are found in shalom. It is, it is what 3 John verse 2 says. Uh, let, 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 let me read this. Uh, same word. 3 John verse 2. Dear friend, I pray that you and may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you even as your soul Prospers. The prosperity of God is Joshua 1.8, right? You read the word so that you may prosper. The, the disciples are, the, are very poor one, you know. What prosperity are you talking about? No. It's the peace. It's the joy. It's the, it's the, it's the tremendous harmony of your internal environment, the internal milieu. It gives you a total well-being of your soul. That's his prosperity. God says, I will give you shalom. I know the plans I have for you. Plans not to, to, to prosper you. And secondly, plans not to harm you. What does it mean? 
Again, the KJV, actually the better translation of the KJV is, a, is, is, a, is, a, is not a dynamic equivalent, you see. It says this, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, I told you, uh, peace, uh, prosperity is peace alone, and not of evil. In other words, God says, the plans I have for you is only good ones. It's only good ones. In other words, there is no evil in God. When God says, I will give you the plans, I know the plans I have for you, all of the havil, the goodness of God, the virtue of God flows into you. Isn't it what you want? You know, you know, you know many times, those of you who heard me pray over you, and I prayed that many times, surely, I said this again and again, surely, I quote Psalm 23 verse 6, goodness and love, goodness and love will follow you all the days of your life. This is the promise of God to you. You know, it's amazing that every time the children of Israel dedicate the temple, whether it be the first temple, Solomon's temple, or the Nehemiah's temple, 700 years later, or even six, 700 years later, they sing the same thing one and all. God is good and His love endures forever. This is what the Lord is. You declare it. Now listen to me very carefully. And this is my belief. Huh? You may not agree with me. Every time we sang that, so good that we sang that just now, right? God is good all the time. Every time uh, you say uh, to yourself and declare it over your home, over your children, over your, your, your children, God is good and His love endures forever. You know what you're doing? You are saying something that the devil does not understand. The devil doesn't understand goodness. The devil only understands hatred. The devil doesn't understand love. But when you say this, these are the weapons of our warfare. You are pushing the forces of darkness away from your life, from your business, from your work, from your family, from our nation. So every time we say God is good, His love endures forever, we are pushing back the forces of darkness. So everybody first say after me, God is good. And His love endures forever. One more time, the balcony as well. God is good. And His love endures forever. One more time, God is good. And say it a million times. Understand? Say it again and again and again. You know what you're doing? You're pushing the forces of darkness away from you because God is really good. And His love endures forever. And this is exactly what God is saying to you today. The plans I have for you is good ones. Lah. You know when the, the, the woman with the issue of blood pushed through her way and touched the, 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 the hem of the prayer shawl of Jesus, we read the havil of God, the virtue of God, the goodness of God flowed out of Jesus to her, man. It's the same. You touch the hem of God and the goodness of God will follow you all the days of your life. And the third promise stuns me. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, 2023. Plans to 
pour out all His goodness to you. And I want to believe this, that in 2023, many of you will have unexpected breakthroughs, understand? I want to believe that in 2023, many things that has happened in the past, they will, they will no more be fall, but the goodness of God will follow you. Those of you who are sick will be healed. Amen? Let's pray that God will, and you will hear in a short while, two testimonies of how God has healed in 2022. And God will continue to do that for you. But you have to believe. You have to hold on to God. And the third thing, not only He wants to give you shalom, that's prosperity, eh? not only will He pour out His goodness to you and your children and your family. Thirdly, is to give you a hope and a future. What does it mean? Again, the KJV has the right translation. It is to give you an expected end. When I saw that, I said, Lord, what, does you, what do you mean when you say, as we step into 2023, as we put our hands in your hand, what expected end? And then I researched further. I found out that in Hebrew thinking, time and expected end has both a backward and afterwards and a forward component. Professor H.W. Wolf Professor of Old Testament in Heidelberg University, Germany, says this. He says the Hebrew concept of time is like a man rowing a boat with his back facing the front and his face facing the past. In other words, like that. This is a Hebrew concept of time where your back faces the front and your face is facing the past. What does it remind you of? The Cambridge, Cambridge Oxford boat race. Immediately, this image came to my mind. I says, God, if I were to understand in detail, what you are trying to say to me is that even as we row the boat of our lives into the unknown in a, just about an hour's time, but Lord, our back is to the front, our face, how do we see? Haha, there's one person only that faces the front, and he's the coxswain, not the coxswain. Huh? This guy. He's pronounced C-O-X-C-O-X-S-W-A-I-N. He's pronounced coxswain, not coxswain. This guy is the only thing, person that sees the front. So what is his role? The role of the coxswain, of the sorry, coxswain, <laughs> it's so easy to pronounce coxswain, is that he guides, he directs, he paces, he, he empowers, he cheers, he encourages, he tells you which way to go. So who do you think is our coxswain? Jesus. So even as we now step, come on, let's give Jesus a clap offering. He is 
your coxswain. Even as you step into the unknown future with our backs to the front and our face towards the back, and we roll, we roll, we roll. Don't think that you're going into the Why? Because the coxswain is going to pace you. The coxswain is going to encourage you. The coxswain is going to empower you. He's going to direct you, right? Because why? Because Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Do you think he will leave you get lost in, in the Thames? No. He will make sure you cross the finish line. Don't you think so? He is the coxswain. He's there to guide you. This is the promise of God for you, my friend. Listen to me very carefully as we step into 2023. Now, as we now look at the verse, you go back and you study it. It makes a lot of sense. And this is the verse I want to leave with you as we step into the new year. Read it with me. Is it okay with you? All right, let's all read it together. Now you read it with greater understanding and depth because I have unpackaged it for you in its original meaning. All right? All right, let's all read it together. Are you ready? Upstairs, downstairs, front, back, and online as well. One, two, three. Plans to give you hope and a future. One more time, one more time. One, two, three. Come on, let's give one a good clap offering. Amen. No, I, 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 shall we sing the song? No, I don't think so. We don't have time. Okay, because I'm, I'm behind time. Okay. I'm behind time. So I, 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 I was going to sing a song, but they'll take it. Don't worry. So, so you're okay. Are you okay? Yeah. All right. But the reason why I'm singing a song is so they can get up for a while, but it's okay. Just... <laughs> now I want you to hear a testimony from a lady by the name of Lisha. She's so shy that she dare not come up to the stage but she is here together with her cell. So we're going to play her recorded testimony on the video. It's a fantastic testimony of how God healed her of a brain tumor. A brain tumor, you know. And when she went through the operations, she had so many complications that at the end of the day, we thought we lost her because bleeding, la. And after that, so many complications she had. But the amazing thing is not only did God heal, and there's the cell members coming up onto the stage, even as the video is played. Why? Because I want to share with you the value of a support of a cell. How the cell rallied around her in times when she needed most. And God answered the prayer. And today, Lisha is totally healed. All right? Amen. So I want you now to look at the video while members of the cell, together with Pastor Lee Chu, comes onto the stage. And then after the video, they're going to share the perspective from the cell. All right, let's play the video. Alicia. Hi, my name is Alicia. 
During the COVID-19 lockdowns in 2021, I had the vaccine. However, I began to experience thunderbolt headaches. They occurred in the middle of prayer altar and cell worship on Zoom. My family thought it might be a stroke due to the vaccine, so I went for an MRI scan, and in doing so, the doctors discovered instead a non-cancerous walnut-sized tumor in my brain. After praying about it with myself and family, I felt very much at peace, considering how blessed I am to have discovered such a tumor. Before going blind, you see, this sort of tumor doesn't cause headaches, but rather it causes blindness if allowed to grow big enough, as it sits right between my optic nerves. My cell created a firewall prayer chain involving my family, friends, and even our students from the refugee school. They also surprised me with an online celebration, as the lockdown prevented us from being able to meet in person as I turned 50. The first open skull operation to remove the tumor was a success, but then I was rushed in a second time to resolve a brain bleed. After that, a wave of rarer complications began. I started facing cerebral salt wasting syndrome and diabetes insipidus. My body lost control of the ability to maintain salt and retain fluids. Every half an hour, I was losing liters of water, which I could not replenish in time, and I was at risk of seizures. I was told that the foreseeable future was bleak. An ambulance to take me to a hospital in Singapore was arranged, and an airlift to a hospital in the UK was also contemplated. It wasn't that the teams there felt that they could do any better, but with the lack of any other ideas, this was the decision that was made. Despite all that was happening, I felt a very deep and profound presence of God. I felt uplifted and had a strong desire to worship God and share the gospel. I chatted and prayed for friends and pre-believers about God's love. When it came time that I had to leave the hospital for another one in Singapore, it suddenly dawned on me that I should perhaps ask God for a cure for my condition. You see, with so many loved ones praying for me, I felt it was selfish of me to pray for myself. But when I asked God for a miracle, I was cured. Within days, I was sent home without any further need of medication. So now, when I run my fingers over my scar, I know that God healed me with the tenacious prayers of myself, family, and friends, and the grace of God. I made it. Whoa! Come on, let's give God a clap, my friend. Come, Pastor Dicho, you did a sell. And we hear now from the scammer. Let's give her a good clap offering and welcome the cell. And Lisha, can you introduce yourself as well, <laughs> so they know who you are? Okay, they're just so scared. I have to bring them all up. Come, come, come. Okay, this this is Lisha, so that you know it's a real person. All right, this is Lisha. She's just so super scared, but she's accompanied by her whole cell. So this is the cell. Cell leader is holy. This is called Three Kenny Cell. This is the core team. Now they will tell you the story of what happened inside the cell. Can you move up a bit? Don't be so scared. Please clap and and encourage them. Nina starts first. Okay. Yes, I've made it. I asked God for a miracle, and God cured me, and I was healed. Exactly, Lisha's word. We we heard her testimony, and um. 
We praise God. We just heard from our dear sister, Leisha. So um, today, I want to come up here to give thanks to our Heavenly Father, Almighty God, um, for giving me and all of us the privilege to witness firsthand and to be part of um, this journey of healing with Leisha. Um, it is really a um, very life-changing experience for all of us, which we were humble and um, we also grown so much closer to one another. But what is most important is that we have grown closer to God in this you know, journey. So when we were first told of Leisha's condition, we were all very concerned because we knew that it is a very delicate and intricate procedure. And um, we, we felt that, you know, we need to intercede for her. So at that point in time, during the MCO, everything was online um, and we did everything through Zoom. So as a cell, we also caught that on and we did a firewall um, prayer altar on Zoom too for Leisha. So on, um, on the day of her surgery, we started the firewall and um, we prayed for her. We, there was victories, but there was also a lot of setbacks. But did we ever give up? No. Because we knew we were praying to a living and a real God. And, um, you know, in spite of all the complications and all the um, ordeal that Leisha has to endure, as you can see from her video, we continue to pray um, through our Zoom firewall and we just cry out to God and we prayed. We prayed unceasingly for Leisha. Yes. We were practically on standby almost daily. The minute we heard something down, someone will call, will call and say, let's start the uh, prayer altar. And then whoever that were available, we just joined and then we started praying. We pray until we have nothing else to pray because we couldn't see any breakthrough for almost a month. And uh, until there was uh, one morning when I was uh, doing my uh, prayer wall, the, the morning prayer wall, a, prayer, a firewall prayer, I heard Holy Spirit say, declare God's words. We were, we were just praying what we want God to do. We want God to heal Lisha. And then I heard God say, declare God's words unto the situation. And then immediately I told the cell lady, I said, we have to change. We have to declare God's words. And from that day, our prayer altar, everyone come in with Bible verses. We start with worship, we praise God, and every one of us just declare Bible verses. And we, we put Lisha's name into it directly. And we just keep going on and on. And, and I believe when we start praying God's words, 
the spiritual atmosphere switch. God starts to work. And uh, from, the, from the video, you can see, you know, from hopeless situation where the children were even told by the dad, prepare for the worst. Our heart, all our hearts dropped to the ground. But we didn't give up praying. We kept on declaring God's words. And on two days before Lisha was supposed to send down to Singapore, everything turned around. And miraculously, she was healed. And actually, at that weekend, doctor was discharged her and she went home. And here she is, a walking testimony for our God. Yeah. I'd like to close with our Pastor Chu's favorite quote. Yeah. We all say it together. Okay. Yeah. When, when we, we work, work, we work. work. But when, when we pray, God, God works. works. Whoa. Praise God. Come on, let's give God a very good clap offering. Thank you so much, ladies. Thank you so much indeed. Praise God. Isn't it wonderful? If you're not in a cell, join a cell, okay? Because the support of the cells are so powerful, but more important than just a community of people that can pray with you is the power of prayer and the power of the Word of God, okay? So praise the Lord for that. Come on, once again, let's give God a good clap offering. Amen. So let me now share with you some of the things that happened this year before we share the second testimony and then in the next half an hour, we will then go to the time of prayer to usher in the new year. So this year has been a bumper harvest for salvations. All in all, 189 persons saved. And do you know something? 65 salvations during Christmas, you know. Isn't it amazing? 65 salvations over the Christmas weekend, isn't it amazing? It's a really a bumper harvest. It's 124 till December. And in Christmas, we had a wonderful... How many of you were in Christmas here? We had a wonderful time, right? Really wonderful time. So many people came out for salvations and rededications. So all in all, 222 people were baptised. Come on, once again, let's give God a good clap offering. And if you think that, ah, yeah, Pastor, all these people are, are just converts. Uh, what about discipling them? Well... Uh, this is a picture, picture of baptism. The water baptism include the first time live gen had 27 candidates being baptized. Live gen, isn't it amazing? Sungai Bulo, I think, also had a water baptism the first time, including water as well, right? Water in the river. So all our church plants are doing well. So praise God for them. And, and if you think that, uh, oh, well, this is a wonderful Christmas time we had, right? This is marvelous, right? Uh, do you remember this? Wow, wonderful Christmas time. And over uh, the Christmas season, every church plant also had their own Christmas program. Joy to the World was live gen. And this was uh, Sungai Bulo, where they had a community uh, uh, a service, where they had 300 people from the community came and so on and so forth, uh, 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 connecting with the community. And this one is water, I think. This water. And this is a Chinese service. The Chinese service, they had a lot of people in, uh, in SMCC, and there's 15 salvations. Am I right? Come on, once again, let's give a good clap offering. It has been a wonderful year, I understand. It has been a wonderful, wonderful year. All right, God has been so good to us. 
And if you think that we just saved them, no, we also discipled them, all right? Out of the 124 salvations, 122 had new life. In other words, discipled in our basic new life, gone. Christian living, 388 and so on and so forth. Our attendance for our discipleship classes was so good, all right, including 794 attended our Isaiah series. Once again, we want to give God a good clap offering for the entire year of teaching, all right? For the pulpit as well as for next year. So you want to know what we're doing next year? You come in eight hours' time. All right, now I want you to have a look at a wonderful video of the events of 2022 done by Fritz and the whole Mac team and our photographers. Come on. Praise God for our wonderful Mac team who done so well. And now can you run the video of 2022 where we had also 248 new members. There we go.
Whoa, come on, let's give one a good clap offering. It's been an awesome year. Isn't it my fantastic? It has been an awesome, awesome year. And really, God is in the house. Amen. Come on, let's give God a good clap offering once again and thank Him. Thank Him for what He has done for every one of us. And, and uh, it ends with taking frontiers. And that's what I'm going to share with you tomorrow. Okay, now I'm going to invite Catherine to share with you her second testimony. She is amazing, even as she comes up with a husband. You know, when she told me uh, just about a couple of years or so ago uh, that she had stage 4 cancer because the cancer has spread all over the abdomen. She had a condition, what we call in medicine, carcinomatosis peritonei, meaning that it spread all over, open and closed. There's nothing you can do about it, you know. There's nothing you can do about it because it's one of those things that is far too widespread already. And uh, Catherine Yu was involved with the URM and a prayer ministry, and we prayed, and we prayed, and we prayed. And let her share her story that today she is totally healed. Come on, let's give her a clap offering. Once again, Catherine. Good evening uh, to all of you. Uh, I'm Catherine, and it's my husband here to support. Uh, <laughs> I would like to thank God uh, that I'm alive this evening. And thanks to Pastor Chu and Pastor Lee Chu for this opportunity to stand here and testify of God's goodness and love for me. Just about two years ago, around October 2020, I had some bloating in my stomach and was not able to eat and drink well and can't go about doing things comfortably. Thinking that it was just some gastrointestinal issue, I went to see a GP. Uh, but he mentioned that it is nothing alarming. But it got worse and I went to see a specialist and there I was diagnosed with stage 4, primary peritoneal cancer. It's a rare type of cancer, very similar to that of the ovarian. When I first received the diagnosis, I was very shocked and shaken and was very overwhelmed by the news. The doctor gave me only six months or less to live. I was overwhelmed with disbelief, with fear and uncertainty. There seems to be no hope. How could I have such advanced stage cancer without much prior symptoms. Am I dying soon? What's my prognosis? What would treatment be like? Which oncologist to go to? What about the finances? And many more questions came to my mind. However, God's unfailing love is in all circumstances. He very gently ministered his love and comfort to me. God assured me that I just needed to trust him wholeheartedly and that he will be with me in every step of the way. I slowly became calmer and peace began to fill my heart and mind. I stopped crying, which I have been, and I began to look to him daily. I was divinely referred to an experienced and skilled gynae oncologist in UMMC. Without any delay, 
She expedited the medical screening and testing processes, and within a week, chemotherapy had started. Upon diagnosis, my cancer marker was over 9,000, and then had, after the first treatment, soared to 11,000. The normal range is only about 30. I was discouraged with the result. However, I chose to continue to trust in God. And after the second round of chemotherapy, the marker began to come down to more than 50%. After six rounds, my marker went down to just low hundreds, which was good enough for me to have the debulking surgery, of which I recovered speedily. After the surgery, my marker had further went down to 90, and there were still two locations where they could not perform surgery on. To this day, these locations are stable, and there is no growth in those areas. The oncologist was happy, and the result, it has to be God who has healed me. All glory be given to God for his healing grace that I responded to the treatment. I had been through more than 20 chemo, rounds of chemo now, and God's grace is always sufficient for me. He strengthened me, and despite of me going through treatment, I could still carry on my daily activities and church ministries, and even managed to go to Melbourne for three months to enjoy the cold winter and spending time with my children, feeling and looking perfectly healthy. To God be the glory. I am also very thankful to God for sending so many brothers and sisters to journey with me this past two years. I am thankful to them for their love, for ministering to me, for their prayers, words of encouragement, for them, for their time in uh, checking on me. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank Pastor Chu, Pastor Lee Chu, Pastor Gilbert for all their prayers. To all the prayer counsellors of SIB Prayer Counselling Ministry for their prayer support. To um, my family cell, Iban at Ampang, uh, the leaders and cause of the Promised Land Ministry. To the sisters of the Fighters Cancer Support Group, uh, to the wonderful ladies of Sri Kanisal for their prayers and care, to Elijah House Malaysia for, for them ministering to me and praying for me, and of course, to all the individuals who had prayed and blessed me in various ways. May God bless you all. It is truly God that has healed me, is healing me, and will continue to heal me. I do not know what lies ahead, but I do know that my God is good and his love endures forever. Amen. Truly, our God is Jehovah Ebenezer, the Lord who has brought me thus far, will complete the good work he had started in me for his glory. Praise the Lord. Thank wow. you. Come on, once again, let's give God a good clap. Thank you so much, Catherine.
Whoa, come on. Praise God. God is so good. Amen. Why don't we all stand? Why don't we all stand and we sing this song? This is my desire to honor you before Pastor Lee Shu comes forward. Can I just encourage you? Be part of a community of people, all right? If not in a cell, join a cell. Because it's power in prayer, understand? But when you go through difficulties, you don't know what's going to happen. While we look to God, at the same time, you need the support of a community of people. We are here for you, all right? We are here for you. So don't just come and go, come and go and come and go. Be involved. This coming year, be part of the church. Be part of this family so that we can pray with you, pray for you, journey with you. Amen. Even as we step into unknown, unknown future, but known God. Come on, let's all even sing this song as we rededicate our lives to God before Pastor Dishu comes up and we close the year in prayer. This is my desire to honor you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Desire. Come on, tell the Lord this. Even we begin close this year in a short while and step into the new year it's a fresh commitment to our God Amen I worship you He's a good God remember He's a good God understand He's a good God
Why don't we just lift our hands towards the Lord? Oh, even as the music continues to play, let's begin to say, Lord, I offer you, I give you my life, my heart, even for the coming year. The old is gone, the new is about to come through. And even as we step into the new year, let's begin to say, Lord, God is good and His love will endure forever. Let's, let's begin to say that. Can we declare it? Lord, You are good. Your love will endure forever. Come, let's do this together. One, two, three. Lord, You are good and Your love will endure forever. One more time. Lord, You are good and Your love will endure forever. One more time. Lord, You are good and Your love will endure forever and ever and ever. Come on, give God a big round of applause even as I ask the as we prepare to even prepare ourselves for the countdown just have a seat first and, and I'm going to invite the pastors who are praying to come up and join me in a while yeah just come up and join me you know even as we enter the new year we know that the year 2022 has been an interesting year it is actually the year has it's been like 2020, 2021, 2022. It's like three years. There was pandemic, lockdowns, then sometimes we open, sometimes we don't open, then we don't know. Then comes elections. 2022, the highlight must be the elections, right? And then after the elections, there was so much, uh, so much uh, what I would call ding-dong, right? But in the midst of all this, God is always in control. Amen? One of the greatest things, I think one of the greatest things is to remind ourselves God is on the throne and He is in control. So even as He's, why do we say that God is on the throne? He is in control. That is really the refrain that God wants us to remind ourselves. And that is why I, I'm so blessed to hear the testimony of the, the girls. They're all so scared. That's the only thing. They make me feel scared as well. <laughs> And I think one of the things they began to realize, it is not even praying about the situation. It is declaring God's truth into the situation that will change the situation. Isn't that amazing? So when they took the word of God and they prayed into it, wow, something changed. You know why? God acts upon His own word. I just finished training a group of people, a cell group that's going to join me on MUFW. They're going to join me for two hours of prayer uh, next week and the week following. And they were just so excited because we are going to learn to bless the nation using God's word. And uh, one of his own leaders was just so excited. I want to do this one. I want to do this one. So what is God saying to us? It is really what God is saying to us that is more important than even what is happening in the nation, in our lives, in our families or whatever is happening. So today I want to share with you and remind yourself that as we enter 2023, God wants to give us a breakthrough anointing. Everybody say breakthrough anointing. Breakthrough. Come on, you, a breakthrough needs to be a lot louder than that. One, two, three. A breakthrough anointing. Don't feel like you're breaking. Come on, one, two, three. A breakthrough anointing. What is a breakthrough anointing? A breakthrough anointing is more than just the anointing you've experienced, more than the anointing we've had in the past few years. It's going to break through whatever the barriers are. And we need a breakthrough anointing. You know why? Because God gave us this verse in 2022. In fact, He gave me this verse in 2021 when the firewall was started. See, for I'm about to do something new. I will read it in the NLT. Isaiah 43, verse 19 to 21. If you have a Bible, you can read with me. Isaiah 43, 19 to 21. God gave me this verse when the firewall was about to start in 2021. 
that in 2022, when Pastor Chu launched the year of transition for our transformation, he also got the same verse. He forgot that I got it for Firewall already. But what the Lord reminded me when whole elections took place was that actually when the elections took place and the, after, uh, the results after that, God reminded me, I am doing a new thing. Wow, I didn't know what new thing he was going to do. He done, was doing something so new that never been done before, right? So let's read this verse together. This is what is happening and what God is declaring to us. One, two, three. For I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Continue. Good. Thank me. Jekylls and owls too for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. I've made Israel for myself and they will someday honour me before the whole world. I would say I've made you the people of God for himself and someday you will all honour him before the whole nation. Amen. God is doing a new thing. And in this new thing, I love this, it has already begun. Has it already begun? Yes. Even in our own life, God is doing a new thing. When God is shifting the principalities, when God is shifting the heavens, God is doing a new thing. And our job is to really ride on this new thing that God is doing and not to be slacking behind or to keep saying, I don't know if he's doing a new thing. I don't know. I don't see it. Hey, in Malaysia, we can definitely say God has already begun. Do you not see it? Amen. Do you see it? Now, uh, you can clap. Come on, you can clap. <laughs> so I'm going to ask ourselves, what will help us to break through to join God, to see this new thing, whether it's in the nation or in our own lives or in our families or even in SIBKL, in our churches. What is going to help us break through so that we can be part of the new thing that God is doing? The first thing is see, eyesight. We need a breakthrough vision. It's not even a new vision. It's a fresh vision. It is a breakthrough vision. And that is why I will say this to all of us. It is really important that if you want to get a vision, we want to perceive, we want to understand, we want to know what God is doing, actually, we do need to connect with God. We do need to even spend more time even connecting with God. We need to make that a priority. It's not even about more time. It's making priority to connect with God. It's only when you connect with God, you will see what God is doing. And that is why even the testimonies, is actually the, it's, it's when they begin to realize God is saying something. God is doing something. Actually, we have lots of testimonies. The problem was we don't even know which one to share. You know, uh, there was a fantastic testimony of a girl that was going to, uh, one of my ladies, going to a tough time with her, her son, couldn't get a job. And the whole, and the Lord just told her, go to the church, spend three days in the altars. And she said, what, three days? I gone. Can I spend one day? No, three days, the Lord said. And she did that. But do you know what? When she went there, the presence of the Lord, it was an afternoon altars, and she, was, she felt there were angels, 300. She felt the crowd was as big as 300. But when she opened her eyes, she saw only three people there. Wow, what did she see? She saw the angels. She saw the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So this is a season for new vision. Everybody say new vision. Amen? New vision. To have a breakthrough, to believe, to know what God is doing. We need a new vision. Secondly, we need a new mindset. 
In order to even be able to break through into what God is doing, we need to have a new mindset. Don't worry, I'm going to be preaching about this in a two weeks' time. The third thing we must have is a new heartbeat. The most important, as Pastor Chu shared a couple of weeks ago, the greatest power is still love. What I see that God is doing in this country, in our nation, in our families, is God needs a new spirit of love. A softened heart, not a hard heart. It is only a softened heart, a heart that knows how to love one another, that will change one, our relationships in our family, as well as our relationships in our workplace and our relationships in our community. So God wants us to have a breakthrough in the way we see, a breakthrough in the way we think, the breakthrough in the way we love, and that's how a breakthrough in the way we operate. Amen? So this is what God is doing. And so we're going to spend some time in prayer. And even as you join me in prayer, I'm going to start first. And even then, the pastors will help me to pray. And we're going to really ask God to really bring us through into this 2023. We don't really know what's happening in 2023. Everybody talks about the economy, talks about recession, talks about all this. But do you know something? It is essential that if you and I want to have a breakthrough anointing, we must have the right focus. To f- Pastor Chu mentioned it just now, to fix our eyes on Jesus, but Hebrews says to fix our thoughts on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So I'm going to ask you all to stand up, and we're going to first start by asking us to really fix our thoughts on Jesus. Amen? Even as the, 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 back, the, the worship team plays in the background. Come on, everybody, just pray in words of understanding or in tongues. Can we just do that? Can we come before the Lord and just begin to pray? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Father, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. A lot of us do not believe in the breakthrough anointing simply because we do not know how to fix our eyes on Jesus. We do not know how to fix our eyes on Jesus. Hallelujah. Come, just pray, just pray. Pray, pray. Begin to say, Lord, teach me how to fix my eyes on you. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just do that. Everybody, come just pray in tongues. Just pray with words. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I just asked, I'm going to ask you, this is a, I just felt the Holy Spirit says, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face. And the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Everything that Pastor Chiu has shared will mean nothing if our eyes are not fixed on Him. So we're going to sing the song even before we pray so that our eyes will be fixed on Jesus. That will be the most essential thing. If you and I are going to be able to follow the coxswain and follow Him no matter what, we need to fix our eyes on Him. Hallelujah. Even as we just prepare to pray even for a new vision for all of us to have in 2023, I was just reminded, even as Pastor Licho asked me, Jeremy, can you pray for this particular topic? I'm in the midst of shifting house. I just shifted. 
And you know when you shift homes Sometimes you need to declutter And sometimes we feel that We want to bring this thing to the new home We feel that this worked for me I'm going to bring it over You know but I feel This year as we go into 2023 Allow God to Teach us to show us What we need to let go Where can we trust God? Sometimes we trust in things that is so familiar. But maybe God is saying, Hey, trust in me because I have a good plan for you. You have been holding on for something for too long. Trust me. Let go. Father Lord, we just want to thank you, Lord, for even a wonderful 2022, Lord Father. Even though from what we may have gone through that even through our own eyes we may see that it's so ridiculous it is so bad but Lord Jesus today I pray that Lord we will learn to see life through your eyes Lord Father Lord we do not want to have that vision that is so familiar to us that Lord even as we go into 2023 Lord help us to trust in you Lord Father help us to even declutter the things that is not of you that Lord we may have gone through certain wilderness even in our family our workplace in our health but today Lord we want to just trust in you even though we may not see the end we can't see the goodness but Lord we know it is good we may be unknown to us now but Lord we know that you are a good God that we can trust in you Lord Father so Lord we just want to trust in you that no matter what we know you are here with us Lord Father we know that you are here with us Tuhan Yesus kami ingin mempercaya kamu Tuhan dalam setiap langkah yang kami pergikan tahun 2023 kami akan percaya bahwa Tuhan Yesus akan berada di sisi kita sepanjang jalan Tuhan Yesus kami ingin berkata bahwa Tuhan akan menjadi Tuhan dalam hidup kita raja segala raja the Lord we want to say that Lord would you be king king over our lives Lord Father not ourselves not our will but your will be done the Lord Help us to enter 2023 with a new Amen. vision that comes Amen. from you, that comes from deep within your heart, that we will catch your heart and your, your destiny that you have for us, Lord Father. So Lord, today, as a sign of surrender, can, can I just encourage everyone to just raise up our hands all over this place, that Lord, we want to surrender Amen. our life, our family, Amen. our job, Amen. every single thing that we hold so dear, Lord, we want to present it before you and say, Lord, we trust you. Help us to see through all this through your lens. We thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm going to be praying about a new mindset, even as Pastor Lee Chu talked about. Uh, how our thoughts need to be fixed on the Lord. Even in, in the Bible, in, in the book of Romans, it says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So God, I thank you, God, for that word that you have in the Bible, Lord, that you want us to renew your mind. Lord, your Bible, the, the word says, not to empty our mind, not to free our mind, not to rest our mind, but Lord, to renew our mind. Lord, and I just want to thank you, God, for each and every one of us 
Lord, as we enter into, into this new year, Lord, I pray that we would be focused on You. Even as we have a vision of You, Lord, I pray that we will move to always have thoughts of You. Lord, we will think what is best for Your purposes, for Your kingdom, not just for me, Lord. What would Jesus do? Let's always ask that. And Lord, I want to thank You, God, for, for that new mind You will be giving to all of us, Lord, in Jesus' name. And I want to, I, I just sense that I want to pray for, for some people who, uh, maybe some of them that you know, um, that have been struggling with mental health. I, I feel that mental health is a huge issue. I just want to quickly pray for people with, with uh, an issue of mental health. If you know someone who's struggling with this, I want to encourage you to just uh, pray in agreement with me. Father God, I want to thank you, God, that even as you've promised a renewal of our minds. Lord, I want to pray for our friends, our family members, our brothers and sisters who may be struggling with mental, mental health issues. Lord, it could be uh, a, a schizophrenia, it could be uh, a depression, it could be anxiety, Lord, whatever it is, I pray that right now the, the enemy will not have a hold against all these friends of ours, Lord, all these brothers and sisters, but Lord, your purposes will prevail, your will will prevail, and Lord, their mind will be renewed because they trust in you. We want to praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. I just Amen. to pray against fear. There are all of us about ever the fear of the future, the fear of the unknown. Heavenly Father, just lift our hands, Lord. Let's lift our hands towards the Lord. Heavenly Father, I just sense, O oh Lord God, that many of us may be fearful of the unknown, especially the economy, especially the job situation. Father, we proclaim and we declare that indeed, O oh Lord God, for the Spirit of the Lord is the Spirit of love, power, and of a sound mind. So we break every spirit of fear, every spirit of doubt, every spirit of worries, every spirit of anxiety. Father, we thank you, O oh Lord God. Indeed, O oh God, renew our minds, O oh Lord God. Let our minds be filled, O oh Lord God, with what you are good, O oh Lord God, and your love endures forever, Lord. We let our minds to be filled with the Scriptures, O oh Lord God, that our Lord is with us, O oh Lord God, and He will never leave us nor forsake us, O oh Lord. So Father, we praise You and we give You thanks, O oh Lord God, that today, O oh Lord God, from 2023, O oh Lord God, our minds will fill with the thoughts that God wants to flood our mind with, and every spirit of anxiety, fear, unknown, despair, Discouragement will be broken from every one of us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 The third thing we want to pray for is a new heartbeat. You know, in order for our heart to beat, it must not be hardened. Yeah. You know, I don't know what year you've gone through. Can we all just take this moment and look into our hearts? What have hardened our hearts this year? What are things that we feel our hearts can be hardened to? In Ezekiel, it says, they will return to Israel. They will return to God. Because in this passage, it was God that was saying, the sovereign said, I will gather you from the nations back to me. So they, we will return to God and remove all his vile images and detestable idols. How our hearts can be softened is we need to remove the detestable and vile idols. What has been the idol of our hearts? 
and it says, I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. Thank you, Jesus. In Ezekiel, another part of Ezekiel 36, it says, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be cleaned. Can we just receive that? As you put, I want all of us, can you put your hands in your heart? Can you just put your hands in your heart? Because I feel right now, God just wants to soften our heart so that He can work in us. And right now, the Word of God says, I will sprinkle clean water on you. Just allow that clean water to flow from the very top of your head to every part of your body and you will be clean it says I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean I will cleanse you from your impurities and from all your idols right now I want to receive I want you to receive verse 26 and it says God will give you a new heart God will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. He will remove from you a heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh and He will put His spirit on you and move you to follow His decrees and be careful to keep His laws. You will live in the land God gives your forefather. You will be God's people and He will be your God. Thank you, Father. Lord, even as we have our hands in our heart, we want to receive the Word of God that is released. And Lord, we say right now, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Make this heart a heart that is soft and that can be, that allow you to cause us to have a new heartbeat. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Praise God. You know, in a couple of minutes, this year is finishing. And we are starting a new beginning, a new year. You know, just as we have learned that a new beginning requires a new choice, a new identific identification. You know, there are many choices that we make this year. And we say, Lord, we want to move forward next year with a new anointing, empowered by the Holy Spirit. I believe every one of us want good things from the Lord. As we have said, the goodness of the Lord endures forever. We have this desire, this good heart. But this new beginning or the new empowering of the Holy Spirit cannot be acquired by our own standard. We need to make a choice and this choice has to be aligned with God's purposes and God's desire and we have to pray even as we flashbang what are the areas in our life that we need 
a clearance of any obstruction that is hindering hindering this uh, power of God to flow to, into us in this new beginning. We have to repent any areas of compromise or worship to God alongside idolatry in our life. Let's consider that. Lord, I come before you, God. I do not want to pretend. I do not just want to have a lip service and say, God, I want more of you. And yet, my other foot wants the more of this world to God. I worship you, God, just as we have learned from the book of Judges, the compromise of worshiping God alongside with idolatry. Lord, we want to make a choice this night before we begin this new beginning to come to an alignment with you and say, God, I repent of areas I cannot let go. I still hold on to. And yet I say, I have faith in you. I believe in you. But on the other hand, Lord, I know that there's something that I'm holding back that is hindering, blocking this full anointing and empowerment of the Holy Spirit into my life. Come on, church. Let us be truthful. The Holy Spirit is here. I just come and say, God, I want to repent of areas that is blocking. Lord, I want to repent of any double standard practices in my life that is, oh Lord, causing that obstruction and hindrances of your power of anointing into my life. Lord, you want to give us the very best, but yet, oh God, you want to see us making the right choice. And we say we belong to you. And here we are. We say, yes, Lord, we want to make this right choice right now. And says our allegiance is only to the Lord Jesus Christ. We do not want to live in any areas of double standard anymore. But we want to live in the true light and the true way of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's call unto the Lord. Oh, darabashitri and darabababai. Oh, darabababashitri and darabababai. When we confess, He forgives. He's a good God. Oh, darabashitri and darabababai. Don't hold back. Oh, come. Come back to Him. Come and draw near to Him. And God will draw near to you to give you a new life, new beginning, new anointing, new empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Shitri Baba Kurian Darabai. Kora to the Lord. Kora to him. 
Hallelujah. Lord, I want to rise, Lord. I want to shine the Lord. This light for you. No more Lord in darkness. No more Lord in pretense of God. Oh Lord, let your glory come into my life. And let this light shine the Lord in me. The darkness will go. Oh Lord, the light will shine forth for your greatness of your glory. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, let the power of the Holy Spirit empower me to rise up and to make a stand for the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Let's read this scripture in Isaiah 61 that says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. Is the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord upon you? You desire that? Come, let's study the Lord. Lord, let the Spirit of God, the Sovereign God be upon me. Let the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord be upon me. Hallelujah. Because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. To proclaim freedom for the captives. Hallelujah. We want to see more healing. We want to see more breakthrough that's happening in the coming year. Because why? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Lord has anointed me. Amen. To see breakthrough. As we are truthful to the Lord, the Lord says the breakthrough is upon me. Amen. And release from darkness for the prisoners and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Amen. Amen. The Lord's favor is here in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just spend a moment of quietness because we're going to enter the new year in just a couple of minutes' time. It's okay with you? I just feel that's going to be a year of the Lord's favor. Amen. So why don't even as you come to the close of this year, say, Lord, yes, Lord, let 2023 be a year of the Lord's favor upon me. Amen. Yes. Amen. So Holy Spirit, we need more of you. I want a breakthrough spirit. I want to love you more. I want to focus and fix my eyes on Jesus more. And so that I will dwell in the house of the Lord, the goodness and the mercy of God will follow me for the rest of 2023. Amen. Come, let's just do that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Even as we now count down to the new year in just about one minute's time, let me read to you Isaiah 43. Fear not, fear not, fear not, my friend, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. In other words, God knows your name, whatever your name is. And he says, I've written your name in the palm of my hands. Amen. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you in a new year. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze because I am the Lord your God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord.